Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Paycheck Pete. Oh my God, I can't even speak. <laughs> Good there start. we go. Right off the bat, nice I'm start, already yeah. fumbling out of the gate. Wow. I'm rusty, just like the Coyotes. <laughs> Welcome to the Paycheck Coyotes post game show, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five star review. Welcome to our first pack therapy session of 2022. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. We'll be joined by Craig Morgan shortly. He is back from vacation live at Gila River Arena. PD first game in a week and it was nothing like the game a week ago tonight. I know we talked about how sloppy the play was last game and it was turnovers and it was ugly, but at least there was scoring. Yeah, I don't know what happened tonight. It was it was definitely sloppy and rusty. But um, if not for Vegmalka, Vemalka, Veggie, if not for Veggie, this game's out of hand. Honestly, like, and this, yeah, the scoring chances against the Jets—it's crazy. Yeah, it's too bad he can't play the Jets every game because he's lights out against the Jets. I know it's crazy. Well, no, he held a minute. It was all veggie, and you know what? He hasn't played since December 11th. It was the last game he played it was against Philadelphia. He gave up five. So you're like, oh no, he hasn't played in in, in three and a half weeks, and you're going, oh, this could be trouble. And he was solid. He played really, really well. He kept a minute, gave him a chance to win. Definitely, and I will say, I'll give the Coyotes credit. They had way more fight in the third period. But the second period was just painful. Painful. It's back to their to old thing, right, Leah, where they start off oh okay, kind of slow. Second period sucks. And then the third period, they try to come from behind. We've seen it over and over again. I know. And it's like they said, oh, new year, let's just reset. We'll get back into our routine and back in our pattern of doing the same thing. And there they are again. Um, before we get into it, I just want to acknowledge thank you to everyone who always asks, yes, I have eaten dinner. Um, and also, Caleb said, PD, yeah, sorry, sorry for your sorry. Vikings loss. Miss you. We missed <sighs> all of you, too, because I will say this was only the Coyotes' second game in 18 days, which is insane. I am so out of practice with this right now, like this show and getting prepared. I know, me too. I'm like, oh. And we're not in our studio because we're the Suns are at the studio. There were like four shows going on in the last hour there. Yeah, I was th- I was there, and then I <laughs> I zoomed home, <laughs> opened the game right for puck drop. 
Um, yeah, and clearly we're rusty too, just like the Coyotes were. But I will say they didn't seem that rusty in the first period for the most part. No, it was just a slow start. I mean, it wasn't... Yeah. There wasn't like mistake, were, like crazy 100% mistakes. agree. And you talk about the shots on goal were even in the first period. It wasn't... It wasn't a lopsided. It wasn't veggie keeping them in in the first. They just didn't have the offensive jump. They didn't have their skates moving in the first. And again, that's what you get when you don't play and you don't practice for days. I mean, they've been practicing. I'm sorry. When they don't play for days, you get your game legs in. It just wasn't there. They just didn't have a great start. Um, you know, they had a couple of scoring chances early. Kessel was in all alone with a great chance. Keller had a good chance cut into the middle. Then I thought the best of the period was Ladd. Ladd had a chance off a Keller delay entry. Like they had three or four grade A chances in the first period. Yeah. I thought, okay, one of these is going to go in. Like a Hellebuck's a good goalie, but they had some great chances in the first. And you know what? That one goal they gave up in the first period ends up being a big deal. And it's it's too bad because it just a couple of missed assignments and one mistake led to two, and it's in the back of the net. So that's too bad. Yeah, I will say though, and not just in the first period, but a couple times in the game, Mosier was kind of getting in the mix, you know, throwing pucks to the net and creating opportunities for, you know, rebound chances or just getting the puck on net. So it was really great to see him continue to have a presence for this Coyotes team. He's playing with a lot of confidence. Like when he has the puck, yeah. he doesn't look like a kid that's playing in his, you know, fourth fourth or fifth game. He's got confidence with the puck, uh, moving the puck well. He's jumping up in the offensive zone. Like he's, he looks like he belongs. And that's the kind of thing you want to see out of a kid this young. And that's what we talk about in the rebuild is what, what is he going to look like when this team is ready to win? Well, now he's getting these games under his belt. He's not making the mistakes they expect a young kid to make. He's playing really good hockey and he's controlling the puck well. And, and I think it's it's a taste of what's to come for him. He, he can play both sides of the puck. He defends well and he hasn't made any big glaring mistakes. So it's good on him. Definitely. Well, I guess if we want to kind of get to our format, we could pull up tonight's uh, game by the numbers. The shots on goal is by far the most staggering of these stats. 48 shots by the Jets, um, and Vimelka stopped 46 of them. He had previously had a 46-save shutout against Winnipeg last time Coyotes in Winnipeg played. So, like we said before, he has some success. They said on the Valley um, broadcast that he, in his Vimelka's two games versus Winnipeg, he has like a .978 save percentage or something crazy like that. Um, yeah, and people 90, in the 96 out of 90, what is it, 94? 92 out of 94. Yeah, 92 of 94, which is staggering, like an insane stat. Um, So that stat line's crazy. Um, The chat was saying it before, but the Coyotes just continue to take penalties. Um, They had a successful penalty kill tonight. I was surprised. I thought that last one of those Winnipeg goals was in the final seconds, but everywhere I looked, it didn't look like they were counting it as a power play goal. Um, So I just went with what the, the sites were saying. Um, zero for yeah, they're all even strength. Yeah, but the Coyotes um, also unsuccessful on the power play as well. So, but they can't take that many penalties. Game. They can't no. be they can't be shorthanded four times in a game. No, they just can't. Especially a, a, a team that that's playing like the Jets did tonight. They, you know, it's it's a team that had great scoring chances off all of their power plays. They, again, Veggie in the in the second period they had four shots in the, their first power play of the second veggie was unreal um so you got to stop the penalties it's, it's something that this team can do you know Labushkin's in the penalty box getting getting the hooking call stay out of the box I mean, we talk about 
how this team is going to have to win. And, and one of the things they have to do is, is stop the penalties. Um, their penalty kills improved and from where we were earlier in the season where their numbers were horrific. Um, so at least they're, you know, you don't panic when they get one, they're going to give up two out of four on the PK, but True. again, they can't sit in the penalty box all night. Well, the coyotes coming into this game had the uh, 30th penalty kill in the league, but you know who had one worse? The Winnipeg Jets. Well, there you go. 31st. See, there you with your stats again, Leah. Always. I'm always here with the stats. <sighs> work, work, work. Hey, Leah. It's <laughs> the least I can contribute to this show. Um, by the way, you may everyone may have noticed my Christmas tree is gone. I know there was some debate. Um, on January 1st, I woke up and I said, this needs to go and... That is when my Christmas tree. But see, the lights are still in my neighborhood. Like, I still have people with their Christmas lights up. It's time. So it's time. if you're listening, because I know all of my neighbors and most of Phoenix is listening right now. Obviously. It's January 4th. Like, uncle, take them down. Like, it's done. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. Anyway, um, Ruler14 in the chat. Can we get defensive zone time for the Yotes? I felt like we were on defense the whole time. Um, yeah, with 48 shots on goal by the Jets, when the Coyotes only had 28, I feel like... That is what it felt. Like. Yeah, they couldn't sustain offensive zone time. They couldn't. Uh, they couldn't get their forecheck going, so they couldn't get stops in the Winnipeg Jets zone. The only time they really had sustained pressure is when they pulled a goalie. I mean, they, they had a long flurry um, with Vamelka out of the net, where they were able to keep the puck in the, in their offensive zone. But it wasn't a great offensive game for this team tonight. They did have chances. I mean, they, they were yeah. there, but they're few and far between, and they were mostly individual. Like uh, Lawson Kraus in the second period, where he breaks in all alone, draws a penalty, did it all by himself. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was another good game by Clayton Keller. You know, we talked to him Noticeable. earlier in the week playing in all situations. He's killing penalties. Mm-hmm. He was out in the last minute. Like I, I tell you what, I thought he played well and he played hard, played determined. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of just the lack of offense, the Coyotes went, I think eight minutes in the second period without a shot on goal. Um, we're outshot 18 to 10 in that period. It was started off eight, nothing too, though. You're right. It was eight, nothing. Yeah, it was. So painful to watch. Like just so, and honestly, if the Coyotes, I will say, you know, despite the loss and despite the lack of offense and all of that, and we'll f- forget about the empty net goal. The fact that the Winnipeg had that many shots and still like had to kind of hold on to win that game or not have lose in a tie or lose have it go to overtime that's impressive and i think we said it again and again but it comes back to the melka and you know this wasn't an 8-7 game but it also wasn't a 5-1 game you know yeah it's showing how this team has to play it, there's different things over the last few weeks you saw them with an offensive outburst so they can win that way they can play that they can they can get in a 6-5 game and compete and beat beat Anaheim and take San Jose to a shootout by putting up numbers. Now, this is what we saw earlier in the year where offense wasn't there, chances weren't there, goaltender holds them in, and they play right to the final minute with a chance to tie it. That's kind of the formula we saw after that first month of horrific hockey. After that, <laughs> this is kind of the formula that we've seen. Goalie keeps a minute, they get a chance, and they keep center seats till the buzzer goes and I can tell you what, for Tank Watch, that's what we want, right? And so they did yep. everything we asked them to do again tonight. Yep. Well, let's pull up your keys. First time having keys, it feels like in two months because. <laughs> well, what are we, like, we going to say? They haven't played. I know. I well, 
<laughs> well, let's pull it up. Shake off the cobwebs. Uh, that's only the Coyotes' second game in 18 days. Well, we already talked they about didn't. how. Yeah. Yeah, they Kinda. didn't do that. And, yeah. and Veggie, he was the key to the game. I mean, yeah. that was the key, and he had to repeat that performance that he did. And he had 46 saves again tonight. Light the lamp. They just didn't didn't find their offense today. They they weren't moving the puck like they've done in the past. Their feet weren't moving like they had in the last two games, and they weren't getting pucks to the net like they did in the last two games. So the offense definitely dried up, and that's too bad. There were a few opportunities. You know, Kessel was around the net towards in the third period, bounced over his stick uh, when Mosier came around behind the net. They had a few good looks, but but this wasn't an offensive outfit like they had in, in their two prior games, and that was what really was missing, and that was the downfall today. And hopefully they find it soon. You know, it's not like this team's got a, a lot of guys on the COVID list. This is it for a while. I mean, the like, guys that are on the injured list are injured still. I don't know when Chickren will talk. We'll talk to Craig about Chicken when he comes back, when he comes yeah. on later. But but they're going to have to find a way to, to get offense. It's 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 a problem all season. We thought it had gone away, but this is the problem for this team is finding goals. Definitely. Well, I guess let's not bury the lead because it's been echoed in the chat. We've said it again and again tonight. And I think it'll be no surprise that Karel Vimelka was our DraftKings king of the game. Um, was it 45 saves or did it end up being 46? I thought it was 46. It was. I think it changed. Sorry, everyone. Not very accurate. But anyway, 45, 46 shots, but I believe it was still. No, it was 45. It's 45. Oh, no, right. it was 46. Shots it's net. saying 40. No, no, no. It says 46 on NHL.com. 0.958 save percentage as opposed to 957. So anyway, I'm just underselling him. Um, it's 46 shots, 0.958 save percentage. He is the reason this game was not a blowout, um, made some awesome saves, and the score was 3-1, but only two of those goals were on him. So Karel Vimelka is our draft king's king of the game. Um, somebody must have bet the over – tonight <laughs> you know it's funny because Vimelka has done really well against Winnipeg and at first when this you know last game when the Coyotes came back from a bunch of time off I thought I should bet the over I didn't and I should have because there were so many goals in that game 15 goals and tonight it crossed my mind okay like Vimelka in the past you know early Coyote season Whenever he was in, it's like bet the over if, if Veggie's in. But then, and that, and combined with the fact that they're coming back after a week, so the rest. But then I thought, no, Veggie played so well against Winnipeg last time, and I'm so glad I listened and didn't to myself and didn't bet the over. In fact, I didn't bet at all. <laughs> well, um, lucky you, Leah, because all of those things you, you said went through my mind only and you still because bet of the, the ease of the DraftKings Sportsbook app <laughs> and how easy it is to bet. I looked at Winnipeg. They scored. It was a it was a nine goal game against them in Vegas a couple nights ago. The Coyotes have put up thirteen in their last two. Um, I thought the over was the way to go. I thought the rust was going to be a problem for both teams. You saw the Winter Classic. How many goals were scored in that game? Which I was shocked. I was sure that game was going to be an under. Yeah, so with the, with teams getting extended breaks, they make more mistakes. More mistakes means more goals. That's a unfortunately for yep. those that bet the over, they were wrong. 
True. But if you want to bet the over or the under or the money line or the puck line or on any other sport besides hockey, you can do so with ease at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And this week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Um, great offer at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And it's just any football game. So it doesn't have to just be um, NFL. You can also do same game parlays, anything you want. Super easy to use, like we have said again and again. So be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Bet $5 on any football team, college or pro, and win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. Um, as always, that's 21 and over Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Um Question in the chat, is Veggie the goalie of the future or do we have someone else coming? You know what? I I won't say no, but I, I think all, all things point to it being Ivan Prozvatov right now, who's the, the starting goalie down in the American League team down in Tucson. But you don't want to give up on Veggie. I mean, Veggie, when he's good, he's really good. The problem right now is he he's still so young and so new to the North American game. He hasn't found that consistency. To be a starting goalie in this league, you need to play the same way every night. Like you got to be consistent. You got to find a way to build that into your game. And he doesn't have it yet. Um, the highs are high and the lows are low. So if you can find a way to even that out, work with Corey Schwab, get more ice time, needs to mature a little bit more. Definitely don't write veggie out as, as potentially being the guy in the future. Uh, absolutely not. Right now, I think their plan for management and the coaching staff is Ivan. Um, but but no, veggie, Veggie's name is going to come up for sure. Well, not to keep railing on the negativity tonight. However, it is a pack therapy session. Um, but PD's Puck Talk is back. It's time. So I know, but it's time. I, I hate this though because it, it looks like I'm being negative when I do. It's when well, the Coyotes PD, PD don't talk. give, but they don't give us a lot to work with. So it's hard to be positive with the team. So if they're making is, mistakes, and, and this is what we say, it takes more than one mistake for a puck to end up in your net. Yes. It takes the first mistake causes the second mistake, which causes the third mistake. And that's when the puck ends up in your net and you're down one, nothing. So uh, this is the big goal of the game. Cause the second goal is on a penalty kill. The guy walks out of the corner and, and beats the Malcolm clean. The first goal to me, if you can get through that first period without getting scored on, that goes a long way to what you can do to win this game. So it's unfortunate, but we're going to take a look at what happened on the first goal. And again, this isn't, we're not harping on individual players. People read things really quickly. This starts with Phil Kessel. Everybody goes to the one side of the ice. Phil Kessel, his responsibility is a right wing on this play. He needs to protect the middle of the ice and the right lane. If anybody comes down the right side of the ice, he just needs to stop there. You know, if you see Morrissey, Phil Kessel needs to protect the middle of the ice. That's his only job. Unfortunately, what happens with players, they follow the puck. And he's an offensive guy. He wants the puck, so the puck goes back to the point. Instead of stopping and staying above Morrissey, he dives into the puck carrier. Then we talk about one mistake creating another one. Labushkin right now is the only safety valve in the zone. He's got to protect the middle of the ice. He's got to take the entire Winnipeg Jets team coming at him. He needs to be the guy to defend right now. He, again, needs to stop so he can protect the middle of the ice and see a two-on-one coming at him. But he doesn't, and he dives in and chases the puck. 
And when he dives in, it leaves Morrissey's lane on the hit Morrissey's left side, the Coyotes right side of the ice wide open. There's nobody down the side of the ice. If you go to the next slide, from behind Vimelka, you can see how wide open Morrissey is. Someone needs to be on that side of the ice. Should have been Phil Kessel. When Phil Kessel left, it's got to be Labushkin. He leaves the middle of the ice. So now it's Morrissey's all alone on that side of the ice. So we'll go to the next slide. So when Morrissey gets the puck, everybody has to recover for the mistakes that were made. Mosier's got to recover for the mistake that Lai Bushkin makes. So he's got to take the middle of the ice. Larson's got to cover for Mosier now. So he's taking away Mosier's man, which leaves the lane wide open for Shmeshnikov in behind. The pass goes across to Shmeshnikov. And Vamelka's got way too much ground to cover. And the puck ends up behind him. So we started with Kessel drifting. Like Bushkin can't dive up into the play. And now Mosier and Larson have to cover up for those earlier mistakes. And it's too far. It's too far for Vimelka to travel. He can't get all the way across there. So it's unfortunate. And it's it's the funny thing is when you see one little mistake, when you see the game and you're starting to watch Phil drift, and you go, oh, Phil, you're leaving. You're leaving Phil. And you go, oh, there's so much area of ice available. You're like, oh, no. And that's what happens. One causes two causes three, but I'm not saying you're blaming Phil. Phil's a goal scorer. He sees an opportunity to, to, to create a turnover. Phil's going to go. Okay. That means labushkin has got to cover up for him. So it's, everybody's got to work as a five man unit. And when you see one mistake, you, you can't be the guy to make the second one. So unfortunately it's another negative PD's puck talk tonight. But. No, it's not negative. And the chat was saying that it's extremely constructive and they love it and they learn so much. And also I just have to read this comment by Caleb PD. I hate negativity. Also PD. I hate the holidays, children, people <laughs> who smile and I love my dentist. <laughs> okay. Okay, Caleb. Maybe there's a pattern there, Caleb. Maybe right. may onto something. Oh, anyway, we got it all the way. So uh, hopefully on Thursday night against Chicago, we'll have a little more positive spin. Very true. Very true. What do you think? So Chicago's coming in. They're 11, 17, and 4, 7th in the Central Division, 8th in the West. Started off really bad. Came back a little, not as bad but still aren't great, do the Coyotes have a chance against the yeah, Blackhawks? absolutely. And this is a team that, again, they can score goals. They still have a lot of talent up front. Um, and, and they're, you know, Patrick Kane's a guy that's, that's been able to beat the Coyotes in the past. I think this is a good matchup for the Coyotes on the other side of the puck. I think the Coyotes are going to get scoring chances. I think they're going to be able to create turnovers in the offensive zone. And I would expect a lot more offensive zone time on Thursday and a lot more scoring chances on Thursday. So I'm not saying take the over. I'm just saying <laughs> not I think giving that they have a better chance advice. on Thursday. I, I definitely think they have a chance. <laughs> yes, well. Did, and Chicago's lost in overtime tonight? Um, did you see the Makar overtime rule? No, I know. Tonight? Shane's just talking to me. I was kind of watching oh, the Coyote game. My... God, I mean, it was okay, like all over it. the Twitter timeline. It was so impressive. Like, holy. Okay, I'm on it shit. after this. After oh I get my done gosh. doing my job. So it was a nice okay. goal. But again, that's a yes. seven goal game. So if you're looking at the over, but, and I think that with Chicago coming into town, Coyotes on their second road game, they've been at home for a very long time. Um, I think the Coyotes definitely have a chance. It's interesting to see what they're going to do in the net, though. So Veggie makes 46 stops tonight. Does he come back on Thursday and play? Or 
do you want to make sure that Wedgwood's getting his time and he's not sitting out too long and Wedgie gets to go? It's going to be interesting to see. We'll ask Craig his thoughts. Um, I think <laughs> the goalie carousel with, continues of us I trying to veggie. figure it out. I think it's Veggie. So, so it's going to be Wedgwood. Exactly. PD wrong again. Yeah, way Speaking to go. Speaking of Craig, he did text us um, during PD's Puck Talk that he is in the elevator. So he will be joining Seriously? us shortly. Yes. Making, well, making moves. Right. I wasn't sure. Do you want to? Did you want to do tank watch before he gets on the standings? Yeah, we can. Have you done yeah, the we can. No, we haven't done the standings. So after, let's see. So after tonight, Coyotes stay with their 15 points, 32nd um, in the league. Montreal is the next lowest with 18 points, but they have played four more games than the Coyotes. So, wow, uh, the Coyotes. The Coyotes could catch Montreal. Uh, Montreal's game tonight against Washington was postponed. So didn't get the opportunity to see how that one turns out. Um, turn out. But the Coyotes could catch the Canadians. Um, and we yeah, these see. Canadian games getting canceled is, is going to cause a problem. Like, I don't know how they're going to fit all these games in. There's, a, there's teams that are getting way behind on their games right now. Um, so I'm curious to see how they're going to fit all these in. Montreal really is the only team that's close. Ottawa's got two games in hand, and they're five points up. Seattle's up by nine. I mean, it, nine points is a lot of ground to make up, man. That's a lot of ground. So the Coyotes are, I guess, rebuild reminder. They're right where they want to be. We don't have the button when we're at home. I need a we button. don't have the button, but we do have we do have the um, the graphic. So oh. I will do my best, Erin impression. It. Which, by the way, Erin's been sending us her clips from her new job, and she's crushing it. But uh, she rebuild, is crushing it in Oregon. Rebuild reminder. Was that okay? It's not Erin, <laughs> but it's not Erin, but it was close. It was close. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's exactly where they wanted to be. And as much as this is difficult, talking about another Coyote loss the plan stick with the plan and i said that in my new year's resolution stick with the plan if you're going to do it do it because the talent that's out there in these upcoming drafts man it's outstanding and if you can get one of these guys you get that shane wright or, or connor bedard changes everything and look who's here perfect time craig's calls craig's, craig's calls, calls. Craig's. it's Here's craig I feel too it's small. It's their first. I need to get larger. I know you, you do look kind of small. <laughs> first time you said that today. Yeah, hey, hey, look oh at that. Oh, my God. Here. This is our That's first so time all three of us on a post-game show together in In a ages. very long time. In ages. Long. It's crazy. It has oh, we missed you, Craig. Really, really Craig, well, Craig was the game any less boring there? <laughs> nope. Actually, the, if you look behind Craig right now, that's about the same number of people that were there during the game. Did you guys, did you play that video? We did No, not. but we can play it right now. I have it right here. This was the crowd during the first period, by the way. Yeah, this is during the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a smaller crowd here. Look, there are a lot of things going on right now. COVID is spiking like crazy across the nation. There have been postpone games i get that maybe people don't want to be out it's just after the holidays and oh yeah this team isn't very good um combination of factors but man that was it was a ghost town here tonight yeah does it improve on thursday well it's the blackhawks so probably 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah Chicago is usually so. a big draw, but yeah. um, somebody had made a good point that people don't want to buy tickets if so many games are getting postponed. It's like a yeah. risk to buy tickets. Yeah, I think so. that's fair. I think it's fair. I think yeah. some people are nervous about what's happening right now, you know, whether that's well-founded or not. Yeah, there's a lot going on right now. It doesn't, again, it doesn't help that the team just isn't very good. They're not winning yeah. games and they're not going to win games for the rest of the season and probably not next season either. So. True. Well, Craig, so far, I mean, we've covered pretty much everything we uh, made Karel Vimelka, our DraftKings king of the game. We talked about the mistakes made on the first goal against the Coyotes. Who did you get to talk to tonight um, in the press conference and what did you hear? Well, we were only, we were supposed to talk to Clayton Keller and Shane Gostisbehere, but Ghost was getting treatment after the game. So we only got Clayton Keller and Andre Turigny. So there wasn't a lot of insight. Clearly there has not been any sort of continuity for this team over the last three weeks. They played, I think it's two games in 18 days or 17 days, yeah. something like that. Uh, so it's it's really hard to get any kind of rhythm. And look, other teams are in the same boat, but Winnipeg just played. I don't, I, I don't think that the Coyotes were necessarily lacking in sharpness tonight. It's just, it's sort of some of the same things. They, they just don't generate a lot of offense. There's just not a lot going on there. And they're playing against one of the best goaltenders in the league too, and Connor Hellebuck. So you've got to get a lot of rubber at him. You've got to get traffic in front of him. And you know, I, don't, I don't think they did much of a job of that tonight. They didn't have a lot of quality scoring chances. There was a play that I focused on though. And in, in one of my tweets with Clayton Keller is just sort of indicative of the player that I think he's becoming. He's been far more consistent this season in all three zones. Uh, there was a play where he was at a dead stop at the other end of the ice Nikolai Ehlers is going in alone, and Clayton Keller tracked him down um, and lifted a stick just at the last moment to prevent a scoring chance. That's the kind of play that we never saw from Clayton Keller in the past. To me, it's – and again, I, I want to see it keep happening over and over again more consistently. I want to see him do it past the midpoint of the season. But he just looks like a more complete player than he's ever been. Yeah, he's playing 200 feet in, in something we haven't seen in his game, killing penalties, all the situations he's playing in. Playing with a little bit of jam, too. Um, you know, he had a few shots on goal. And none that were a real threat, I don't think. Maybe one on the power play. I know he cut across the middle in the first. You go, oh, maybe. But he's definitely playing with more jam. But when you talk about scoring chances, Greg, I mean, grade A's, maybe four, maybe five. And, and it's too bad because we talk about it all the time that this team can't generate offense. Then they go out and score 13 goals, and now people expect, me included, that, okay, maybe now they're going to start scoring. And, and this is probably closer to who they really are, that, that they're not going to generate a lot of offense. Um, I'm still waiting to see Nick Schmaltz. Like, I, 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 yeah. another guy I didn't notice at all tonight. Yeah, that's fair. I don't, I don't know what's going on there because some of those other guys in that middle core – you know, we've noticed them in, in various stretches. Uh, Jake Trigger for a long time for the wrong reason. Um, but Lawson Krause had the unbelievable game the other night. Christian Fisher has done things this season that I think Warren mentioned and Clayton Keller we just talked about. But Nick Schmaltz really hasn't been able to establish much of anything this season. And they yeah, really, he's been out a long yeah, time. Again. Yeah, yeah, but they need him to drive offense. They, I mean, you, you know his strengths through the middle of the ice. He can carry the puck. He does it as well as just about anybody around. They need him to be generating offense, and he's just not doing much. 
Yeah, and right now it's been Kessel and Keller. And Krause, I tell you what, to, for me right now, if you have to give me my most valuable forward, and I mean all over the entire game, uh, I'll take Lawson Krause. I know Keller does a lot of things. Man, if Krause could just get that one last piece where he was dangerous with his size, if he could just get that, I'm an animal on the ice and I'm going to hurt somebody, if he could get that, and he, he doesn't have that element, but if he did, he would take his game to a whole new level. If he could just be a little bit more physical with his size because the speed is there, the offense is there, he defends well, he, he works his ass off, but he just you just want him to just put someone through the glass once. He's a big, big man. If he could find that, I, I tell you what, he could really become a, a high-end player in the league, but I don't, I don't know if he's going to have that gear. I just don't know if he has it. What do you guys Craig, think? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I was going to ask what you guys think should happen with Lawson Krause at the, at the deadline. I think there are going to be some teams interested in Lawson Krause. Would you move a guy like that? He's a restricted free agent, so you've got him on a cost-controlled contract. He's, you know, he's. I think he's taken another step. He's become a, a really good player, and he's young. I, what would you do with a guy like that? See, this comes back to the question of all these players. It's Chikrin. It's, it's what are they going to do with Fisher? What are you going to do with Krause? What are you going to do with Keller? When is the rebuild over? If you could plan it, you want a guy like Cross in your lineup, and you can yeah. get him at a dollar that I think you can be satisfied with right now. And I don't think is you've seen the best of what his career is going to be. I keep Lawson Kraus. On the other side of the coin, though, there are teams that want to have Lawson Kraus in their lineup that think that he can help them in their bottom six to yeah. be a guy that can help spread the offense around and he can play hard minutes. There are going to be teams after him. It's just what we've seen with GM Bill Armstrong, what that price is going to be. What is it going to be to get it, you know, a loss in Kraus? Is it going to be a, a high? Is he going to ask for a high draft pick? I think I think Kraus could get maybe a second, maybe a third I'm not sure for I move sure. Him. I'm not sure I, I move him for that. I don't either, honest. but yeah. but again, and that's where Bill Armstrong is. Who do you keep? Like, we still yeah. need to have a team with 23 players on the ice next season. I, I don't know. Like, Lawson Cross is going to command a second, maybe a third. And, and Bill Armstrong is going to look at that and go, I can get another draft pick. We're not going to win anyway next year. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I talked to him the other day, and, and he said to me that we've been pretty consistent in not talking about, you know, moving moving players. I mean, Phil Kessel's a, obviously a, an outlier in that everybody knows that Kessel wants out and it makes sense that he wants out. And I think they'll move him. Um, but, but he did tell me the other day that they have been pretty consistent with not talking about moving these, those sorts of players that we're talking about now. Now he forced me down this road and I didn't think I was going to go here again <laughs> with, with Jacob Chikrin. <laughs> Leah, you set me up, didn't you? I you didn't. No, you asked the question about loss and cross. I was going to move on to a so new Before topic. you go into that, Craig, but where, have you talked about Jacob Chikrin and where he's at on returning to this lineup? Is it something imminent? Do we expect to see him this week? Yeah, he... uh, Andre Turney said that he's that he's close. He, he knew he wouldn't be playing tonight, but he's he's close. So we'll, we'll probably see him by the end of the week. I'm, I'm guessing they'll be back in the lineup. And then... You know the, the the trade rumors will will heat up even more. I, I I liked what Darren Drager said tonight because I think that is closer to the truth than you've heard from some other places. Um, it's a king's ransom that they're asking for him, and they're not in any hurry or any necessarily any desire to move Jacob Chikrin again. As I've written, I think three times now and talked about on this show, 
it's a GM's job to listen. They're going to they're gonna field offers. And after that rumor came out about the Islanders being interested, every GM started calling to see what, what the story was with Jacob Chikrin was and what the price was. Well, the price is, as Darren Drager said tonight, it's it's Jack Eichel-esque. Are teams going to give that up for Jacob Chikrin? I'm not sure they are. If, if they're willing to give that up and you're Bill Armstrong, don't you have to listen at that point if, if the return is going to be that insane? Of course See, you do as, as a GM. Go ahead. 100%. And I think that's where you're at. Like, I think teams that are on a – their window is closing or they think they have a chance to win the Cup, Jacob fit, Chikrin can fit. The problem with you look at Jacob Chikrin as a minus 29 right now with the Coyotes is because he's asked to play minutes that his type of play doesn't warrant. He's not a guy that should be a key matchup guy. That's not who Jacob Chikrin is. He's an offensive yeah. defenseman that can be your 2-3-4 guy that can play all offensive zone draws, power play, and get those minutes. There are teams that have shut down D. They have a shutdown bear. They don't need Jacob Chikrin to do that. And he can fit. And his money, his contract is very mm-hmm. attractive. He's young, he's, he's athletic, and he can score. So... I think there are teams that want him, but when you say, okay, it's two first, a prospect and a, and a player. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, you really better be sure. Cause you're selling your future on it. So, and, and that's what I say to Bill Armstrong. Yeah. Two, two first, a prospect and a player or whatever that is. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll talk we'll see what it is. Yeah. But uh, until that comes, just let Jacob Chicken ride it out because he's he's yeah. going to be a guy that you do think when they get to the rebuild reminder that he's going to be a piece of the puzzle. You hope so, but they are going to have to surround him with better defending defensemen than they've been able to do so far um, this season. I don't think anything is – listen, I don't think anything's imminent on Jacob Chicken. I, in fact, I don't, I don't think anything is even possible to happen in the next couple of weeks. So, and I could, we could talk about why that is later, but I, I don't see anything imminent happening with him at this point. Um, again, they're they're not in a rush to to move a Jacob Chikrin. Yeah, yeah, other than we, he's ready to play, that's what's imminent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should be back in the lineup soon. You know, and you mentioned the money too, PD. That's second pair of money in the NHL today. Mm-hmm. That's second pair of money for a defenseman. So, I mean, there there are some teams obviously that could use him. I mean. Look, we're, we're going to talk about Edmonton tomorrow on our podcast with Daniel Nugent Bowman, who is the beat writer for The Athletic. And they've got a lot of problems right now. They've got a lot of holes in that lineup. One of those is they could use another left-handed defenseman. I know Elliot Freeman said that Edmonton probably isn't interested, and it's it's tough for Edmonton to fit anything under their cap. They're, that's such a, That roster is so poorly constructed that that's one of the problems they have up there. But talk about a team that could really use a player like Chikrin. Edmonton is definitely it. Definitely. Well, you had mentioned it, Craig, um, on our, we will probably get more into this conversation tomorrow about Jacob Chikrin and trade rumors, but, and we, you mentioned, we're going to talk about what the heck is going on with the Edmonton Oilers. Um, so if you haven't already subscribed to PHNX Coyotes podcast, wherever you get your co- podcast, please do. And when you do so leave us a review, write a review, rate us, all of that is really, really helpful for us. Um, and if you're not subscribed to the PHNX sports YouTube channel as well, please do that. Hit the bell and notifications so you'd never miss any of our post-game shows, not just for us, but for any of the shows across our network. Um, if you become a member at gophnx.com, you can access Craig's stories because Craig's stories is where, you know, we know it's the big writers like Elliot Freeman and Darren Drager, but like if you want to know the legit stories on the Coyotes, the person doing the reporting, it's Craig. You can read all of Craig's stories at gophnx.com, become a member. Um, 
benefits and, you know, get all the great perks to being a member. So there's my plug of the night for becoming a member at gophnx.com and our plug for our podcast tomorrow as well. (laughs) Another plug for our podcast. Did you guys listen to that Dave Tibbet press conference after the game yesterday? I did not. Wow. That was a classic Dave Tippett press conference. I, I remember so many of those after the team. You know, it wasn't even the team, actually. I, the, I, the Oilers played well in that game against the Rangers. They outplayed the Rangers in that game. But Miko Koskinen was brutal in that. And, and Dave Tippett did not did not shield him at all. Really? Was, yeah. He, I mean. <laughs> wow. Frustrations are there. I tell about you the what, first though. Goal, the first goal that he gave up when he misplayed the puck, you know, which, which we saw many times with Mike Smith, obviously, here. I mean, just he called it a brutal play. So let's just call it what it was. It was a brutal play. Yeah, we'll wow. get into them more tomorrow. We'll talk Dave Tippett yeah. tomorrow, too. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Bees. Leah's ad reading might be better than the crown placement. Thank you. That means a <laughs> lot. Sorry. Slam on your crown placement. I, I don't know. Is that a negative? Is it passive aggressive? It's fine. Also, the Roadrunners won. So we were going to bring that up. The Roadrunners yes. won tonight. 2-1. Two their one. first game since December 8th. Not just home game. Just their first game. Um, since December 18th against Stockton, who's in first place in the Pacific in the AHL. So a huge win, goals by Soderstrom and Yannick. So great, great to see the Roadrunners. Prasvatov with the win. So yeah, yeah good. Yes. So three key guys in the future. So yeah, it is. That's and you talk about, we saw some, I saw the comment in, in the, in the chat about Mayo and, and Dyson Mayo and how he's been playing. And I tell you what, he's, he's fit in and he's a guy you just, we're not talking about him, and that's a good thing. He's I mean, eating he, minutes, Petey. Man, yeah. is he eating minutes? Yeah, and you don't. He's not making the mistakes. He's just mm-hmm. defending, and he's playing two hundred feet, and he's he's doing everything he's been asked. And I tell you what, he is playing a lot of hockey right now. Like he's he's worked his way into some big minutes with this team, and I think he is defending extremely well. Um, he's a good kid, so I'm really happy for him. So hopefully, he continues to do that. He is one of the guys on this team right now that is defending, and we talked over and over and over how poorly this team defends in their own end. Um, he's one of the guys that they need to have on the ice to help them defend because when they miss assignments, it's it's been a gong show in their own end at times. So, And I also want to just, just mention this because this comment's come up a couple of times. Um, can Mosier establish himself as an NHL regular if he's at least solid this season? I it's more of so. a question yeah. for Craig. I mean, so. I mean <laughs> especially in this lineup, right? I think there's opportunity in this lineup and there will be again next year. He's, he's a little bit of an older player. So he's a little more mature. They've, they've really liked what they've seen from him. I, Bill Armstrong called him the best defenseman in Tucson this season before they brought him up. He said he'd been the most consistent start to finish. So they're, they're pretty happy with him right now. And and again, look at the situation here. I, maybe this doesn't happen uh, on a different team in a, in a different situation, you know, with, without the kind of opportunity and holes in the lineup that the Coyotes have. But, yeah, I think that's a possibility at this point. Yeah, I do too. And I don't think he looks out of place in the NHL either. He's yeah. not making the glaring mistakes. He's got confidence with the puck. So I think these, these are valuable games that he's gaining experience in for what that future is for him, where I think he is going to be a key player in this. And you talk about another guy like Connor Timmons, who's been out of the lineup all year, who's still a young player. And, and if Jacob Chikrin stays, I mean, this is – this is a young defensive core that that could be really solid in a couple of years. Who knows what the rebuild is going to look like? Who knows who they're going to draft or, or pieces they'll acquire along the way? But right now they've got a good young core of, of young defensemen. 
Well, Craig, before we finish up here, PD and I, once again, we're back to this. It feels like deja vu. 2022, same stuff. Veggie obviously had a standout game tonight. Who plays Thursday? <laughs> yeah, you missed yeah. that one. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to guess. I just want to see Wedgwood in net so that we can oh, see. Oh, his new mask. His new cage is out there, yeah. Is it there? Is it on the internet? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. Craig tweeted on, it. Dude. Buddy, I like Buddy. Buddy, you get on the Twitter Red and Chicklets put it on their Instagram and their Twitter. Didn't see that. And yet. they gave they did give Craig credit. So if you haven't seen uh Wedgie's new mask, go on Craig's Twitter at Craig. Well, did that happen during the game? No, it was uh, this like it earlier yesterday. today. Yesterday, yeah. So oh, first so, yeah. so first PD hasn't seen the McCar goal from tonight. All right. And then, did you, Craig, did you see the McCargle? I did see the McCargle. That was ridiculous. What if I, I can only do one thing at once, one at a time. And I, I'm Twitter, <laughs> I don't know how I missed it because I do check kind of a once in a while my Twitter. Okay. So I'll, I'll look for that mask. You'll want to, yeah, you, that's right. You'll want to watch that goal, though. That's an unreal <laughs> goal. And by the way, yeah. uh, you guys are going to be here tomorrow what do you at Wheeler River Arena. Oh, for my shot. Oh, yeah. for Matt's shot. Yeah, yeah, you so want to tell us about that, Craig? The details Memorial. on that, yeah, or can they go Tomorrow somewhere for those details? Three to five p.m. I think, yeah, that you can find them in the story that I wrote. Uh, you know, on the twenty-two storylines for the new year, that's on PHNX Sports. Go phnx.com. Uh, but yeah, it's three to five p.m. and it's a celebration of Matt Shot's life. There's going to be all sorts of speakers and videos, and I'm sure other stuff that we don't even know about for an event of that size. I think it's Lot G that people can park in. And then come in. But again, the information is in my story. I will retweet that again in the morning so that people can find that information. But that's uh, that's going to be a moving one. Yeah, yeah definitely. That, that reminded me of something during the game, too, Craig. And I, I want to make sure I point this out because I didn't. I'm not a, as we just said, I'm not so good at the Twitter thing. Um, I just want to say thanks to Todd Walsh and Bally mm-hmm. Sports Arizona. They um mentioned my dad tonight after the first period and it was really touching and very nice that that they took the time um to put that together so thanks to todd and they put it on right before the match shot piece and it was it's been a tough couple weeks around here and so that was really nice to see that the support i'm getting from from you know people in this community a long long way from home so thanks again to todd and valley sports there's some young shots of you on that too (laughs) pd yeah young (laughs) young good looking kid (laughs) <laughs> I need to shave that beard off. I like gray. <laughs> oh my gosh. Any uh, final thoughts before we all get out of here? We've got final coming in Thursday, Craig, with right. your hometown team coming in. I think it's a winnable game. Um, I got to bring the cowbell for that one. Bring the cowbell, Craig. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's always enjoyable watching Patrick Kane, the rest of that team right now. Not so much, but. Well, as always, um, (laughs) be sure if you want to get your bets in early on that game, you can do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, Check that out. Bet $5 on a football team to win. If they do, you get $200 in free bets when you sign up using the promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And check out the PHNX Sports Locker. Petey's wearing his PHNX shirt. You can see Cody the Coyote in the background. And I have to give a mention to the new U of A shirt. Did you guys see the new U of A shirt? Was ordered Uh, yesterday. uh, No, I blocked that. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That one I did get, Leah. I did get that. That wasn't a Twitter. That was on my work thing. So I did get that and ordered it. (laughs) That was... 
what even was that sentence? <laughs> the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> the Twitter? That's the not Twitter. a thing. The Twitter. <laughs> not a thing. Oh, so... <laughs> uh, the, the Facebook. I ordered the shirt. The, it's a great U of A shirt. It's, it's a really phenomenal shirt. shirt. Yeah, so if, if there is such a thing, but I think my son who went to the U of A said either lit yeah. or fire or some other word <laughs> slapping. I know your I connection. Know. I know both of your connections. Some too. other word I don't know. It's slapping. It's can it oh slap? Can a shirt slap, Leah? It can't. A shirt can definitely slap. Okay. And that so shirt lit does. Slap. <laughs> oh the my god. <laughs> Tweeters. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> be sure to check out the PHNX locker so you can look at this shirt. I'm not gonna show Caleb's. You're not gonna show the shirt. I, okay. No, I know I'm not does gonna it, show Caleb's. Does it say, not does it say Rose Bowl someday? You know what? I'm not accepting U of A slander on this show. Thank you. Check out the page next locker. Check out that shirt. Check out all of our Coyote shirts. They're sticker packs. They're only $5 if you want to get stickers. I saw Karen on Twitter um, put some on her car. So shout out Karen for doing that, driving around town. We appreciate you. I've also seen a couple of pictures tonight of people rocking the purple Cody the Coyote shirt at tonight's game. So we always appreciate that when you um, do that. Tweet at us at PHNX underscore Coyotes. We love to see it. Um, and uh, thank you all so much for your support. We're just so happy to be back doing post-game shows. Craig, literally out of the gate, I stumbled on my words. Like, I felt like the Coyotes in this game just... Very rusty. You know, getting get, Yeah, shaking off the cobwebs. Very rusty. But we're back, and I hope... There are no more delays due to COVID. Fingers Amen crossed. to that. Hey, and you know what arrived today at my house? My Peloton. What? Oh, seriously. Wow. Oh, the New Year's resolution. Time to get working on that New Year's resolution. Oh, buddy. Oof, buddy. I can't wait. I can't buddy. wait for those videos. On Twitter. I can't yeah. wait either. Yeah, no, oh, my wait. God. Craig on the Peloton. Going to shed pounds in years. How long till it's a coat rack? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it February 3rd. It's a coat rack. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh well please um follow each of us on twitter our ads are below at leah merrill at s peters hockey at craig s morgan at phnx underscore coyotes you can follow phnx sports across all platforms um, like and subscribe on youtube and wherever you get your podcast thank you so much again we will be back with an audio episode tomorrow as we mentioned we will be back fingers crossed for a post game show thursday night and until then have a good night everyone <laughs>